0: Forest City Church, anyone and everyone. I was, um, I went to the University of Kansas, because um, that's a school I could get into. My sophomore year was low on money, and so we used to pool our quarters, and on Sunday nights we had to this one spot where we could get, like these chicken wings and you'll hear me talk about chicken wings because it was my primary form of sustenance for about three years. That was it, right? I ate these chicken wings. So one night we were out at this place eating chicken wings and it was packed with college students and I heard this big ruckus over in the corner. There was um, a bunch of students and you could tell whatever was going on at that table, it was fun. So I kind of peeked my head around the corner and I noticed that there was a guy sitting at the table and the guy was doing card tricks. He was doing a card trick. So I kind of watched him do this card trick. And when he was done with this card trick at the table, the table exploded again. And so I wanted to see what this guy was doing because I was convinced that I could figure out what he was doing. So I said to my buddies, I said, listen, let's pool what money we have because this fellow figured out that he could make money going from table to table doing these mind-blowing card tricks. So we pulled our money and he came over to the table. And I was staring at his hands as he started to do this card trick, just staring with everything that I could. He does this trick that absolutely blows our mind. It seems impossible. And we all do the same thing that the table right across from us did. We lost our mind. We went, how did you do that? It was so crazy that we pulled our money again. And I said, do it one more time. I want to see you do it again. I couldn't figure it out my mind was absolutely blown and I thought, you know, isn't it sometimes true that in our experiences in life, that we can't always believe the things that we see or sometimes the things that we see, we cannot believe. Too often we've experienced life in such a way that when you hear a church say, we're going to be a house of miracles, or maybe Jesus is gonna move in this space. We've seen so much that we say, I can't believe that could be true because my experience tells me something different. I think so often the way that the Lord works is he has to bring some people into our lives to help us see the things that sometimes we cannot, to help us believe the things sometimes we will not. And this isn't just true in our day and age and here in the Northwest suburbs. This is what God has been doing for a long time. He has been at work around us, and every so often he brings somebody alongside us to help us see what could be. One of my favorite stories is found in 2 Kings. Elisha is a prophet, and in this story in 2 Kings, he's been an advisor to Israel, and Israel has been at war with this country. Country's name was Aram. And Elisha has been talking to God a bunch and God has been telling him over and over where this king was going to be. And what then Elisha would do is go to the king of Israel and say, hey, listen, don't show up here because if you show up here, you're going to get defeated. Don't go here. God's saying, don't go here. It gets so frustrating to the king of Aram that he says, listen, if we're going to win the war, there's only one way. We got to kill Elisha. This dude is messing up everything we're trying to do. And so he puts together an army and he sends them out to kill this man of God. Now Elisha's with his buddy, his servant. And the Bible tells us that in 2 Kings verse 6, this army catches up with him. And in verse 15, it says, when the servant of, man, of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army of horses and chariots had surrounded the city. This young kid says, oh no, what are we going to do? comes in and tells Elisha, and Elisha says, hey, 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 don't worry. Don't worry. Those who are with us are way more than with them. You, You gotta imagine this young kid goes, wait, wait, I just stepped outside. I saw there's an army that's surrounding us. Bro, it's you and me. I don't know what world you're living in or what you see, but you're not living in reality. We're toast, the Bible doesn't say that, but this is what he's thinking. And in verse 17, Elisha does what so often we need. He looks at this kid who's staring at reality, who sees reality, and he prays this prayer Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Open his eyes. I don't know what you see when you look at your life. I don't know what you see when you look at Elgin or the Northwest suburbs. My guess is, there's a myriad of views about your life, this place, what church can be, what Jesus will do. Some of us have given up based on what we've seen. We've lost hope because of what we've seen. We've saw some stuff that we can't unsee. And I wonder if every now and again, we all need to sit in a space that helps us see something different. I mean, that's the whole reason we set about doing this work. Is because from the jump, we really felt like God said, hey, you should go to Elgin. This is where you should go. From the jump, we have seen something that seems impossible most days, that seems improbable most weeks. But I think every now and again, we need to stop for a second and we need to be reminded. like, What do we see? So I've asked um, two people that I think have a pretty good idea of stuff, Bria and Leonard, to come can we give it up for these two? Because I think it's important for you to hear from all of us. Like, we're celebrating one year, but we're hopeful that God will give us more. And if we look into the future, what does that look like? And um, let me say a few things about these two. One, these two uprooted their lives. Kansas City, Michigan. They're gonna tell this in a minute, but they uprooted their lives to join this vision. Now, just to be clear, the vision was a dream, not much established. It didn't like we had much going on. It was like I don't know. We have this idea. We think we should do this thing. It's like where I don't know. When not quite sure. What is this? We're trying to figure it out. Um, but honestly you both, both of you, and your spouses, Andy and Steven and your families, this last year we have toiled and um, trudged and worked, and we couldn't have had this day without you both, and so um, we couldn't, for real, Um, I honor your sacrifice and what you've done, yeah,
1: emotional through that you know? you can get emotional
0: that's good I think it might be um important to rewind just a little bit because you did say yes to something you felt like God was asking you to do so um would you share I mean why why did you come here
2: Well, I know I shared a little bit of this a couple weeks ago, but, um, you know, we were in Holland, Michigan, and had just been through a really difficult and painful church experience for the church we had been with for a long time. And as a family, we sort of took a year and just um, allowed the Lord to really work in us and begin His healing work in us and just sort of posture ourselves as a family for what it was that He had next. And... I think ultimately amidst just the the pain and the hurt and the brokenness that we experience through the church, man, I just um I think that my being here is just evidence of just the faithfulness of Jesus um, and just having such a, uh, a faith in who he is and what he's gonna continue to do and just what the church could look like in that process as, as we were really um, considering coming here and praying coming here and I started to feel like God was saying you're supposed to go and I was like, wait a second, I, I don't know. Like you know, it it just was a really big life transition for us. Um, And I remember the Lord brought to me just this um, scripture in Ezekiel about just this river. Um, And it was like this body of water that was dead, but, and nothing could survive in the water but there is this symbol of, of a river that flowed from the temple and it flowed from the presence of God and wherever the river went, as it intersected with, with the, the Dead Sea and, and the dead water, it brought life. And as the water moved, there were trees and, and life that, that sprung up all along the banks of the river and it pointed to, to Jesus ultimately being the river of life and the church you know, bringing the water of life of Jesus. And man, I just really felt that that the Lord was was saying that He wants to continue to bring healing, and goodness, and life, and restoration, and that while we've gotten that wrong a lot of ways as a church, and in ways that we need to be honest and and humble and authentic about, that that Jesus' work is is still continuing. And I wanted to be a part of a place that that brought healing and life and goodness, Tove. Um, that, that ran to places uh, that were dark, that ran to people in the margins, that that really brought the, the trueness and the life and the authenticity of Jesus, that the parts of Jesus that don't make sense, that when people look at relationships or things changing, they say, well, that shouldn't have gone that way. Well, it's because of Jesus and the kingdom. And so it's just really my heart that the Lord's not done, that he still has plans for his church. And if we're, if we're able to, um, to continue to make him to be the center, I just believe there's so much more healing and freedom and restoration to come. And I wanted to be a part of that with all of you.
1: Amen. Yeah, yeah so I just wanna be really clear. Um, I'm here because y'all heard my wife sing. And then, and then y'all said, we gotta have her. So I just want to keep that. And then y'all took a risk on me. That's what happened. I just want to put that in perspective for everybody to know what really, that's what really happened. And then so y'all heard her singing, And so they said, we're going to invite y'all up for spring break. Over spring break last year, we came up. And we were hanging out, and then we were on the seventh floor. And, uh, and, and it, I, the impression I got was like, you just kind of put a call out, and people came to the crib. Now, now, now my house isn't filled up. We got to plan that joint. Like, hey, like, come to my house in, like, two weeks. We're going to have a great time. But it was just very strange. I'm like, you just put a call out. Folks just show up. Um, and, and you did. And then folks showed up, and we hung out, and we had a, we had a great time. And so in this time, we were there. Um, she didn't know that I was probably probably, I was in the process of making the decision. Over that spring break, she was like, you know, took a little longer to, to you know, uh, um, wrestle with it. Um, but I'm processing so for me what I sensed was I love the there was the bold vision of a diverse church. And I've been in spaces where there was talk about that, but I didn't really see anyone executing against that. And so there, there was that. And so I, what I sensed was that you were serious. This church was serious about that vision. And what I sensed was the freedom to be released. Right. And the freedom that I can actually go and make it happen and be a part of that. Um, and so for me, like, uh, one of the phrases that I say, like, not just, don't just talk about it, but be about it. Right. I value that. Um, and I sense that like, oh, this church isn't just talking about it and they, they want to be about it. And so that, that is, um, that's essentially what led us to say yes and, uh, coming on up and making it happen.
0: Yeah, that was, um, we're glad you did. We're waiting for you to sing alongside your wife too. Huh? We're we're still waiting for you to sing. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, it's not happening, no. Um, One of the things when we first met, you know, we were trying to get language around, um, you know, what are we going to be? And I think oftentimes um, here in Elgin, it's like, oh, they probably have a really good idea about what this whole thing is going to be about. And the truth is, we've been journeying two places, both Rockford and Elgin, trying to find this uh, more perfect union, like this thing that we know Jesus has asked us to do, and we've along that way, thrown words out that were like, man, is that what God's trying to do and in the early, early days? I know, Bria, when you speak about like the marginalized, we, we would use phrases like anyone and everyone, right? We would say, you know, there's this um, great passage where Jesus talks about the lost sheep, right? Where he leaves the whole flock to go get one. Right? This is Jesus' words. He's telling the story. He's trying to help us understand that Oftentimes, what he does is he leaves the in group to go to the out group. He leaves that inside group to go find those that are like floating through the world all by themselves. When Carter and I were talking this last week. We're like, you know, it's interesting because what Jesus would do is he would call the outside in. And then he would look at those who were inside and he'd call them out. Like That's what he would do. He would call the outside in and he would say, no, no, no. Come, sit with us. Be with us. All the mess. All the stuff. And you who are on the inside, go out. Go out. Go find those that are marginalized. We've, we've dreamt about like a space in both these communities where we know in Elgin and we know in Rockford that there are lots of people who are far from God who don't know him. And there are a lot of people who feel like they're not welcome in spaces like this for whatever reason. Um, Their past, their skin color, whatever. And so the journey has been for all of us, we've been saying, man, how do we build a space like where redemption's for anyone, everyone. Everybody gets a chance to be found. Um, And I was thinking um, about what we dream about in our community. And um, I wonder like, when you guys dream about a community in a church, when you're thinking about like, putting your hands to this for another season, what is it that you dream about? What is it that you hope our community looks like in the next year?
2: Well, I really dream about a place that truly just embodies and practices the ways of Jesus, that um, our own relationship with God and Jesus would just inform anything that we do and are about. And that it's not just something that we do or talk about or that happens on Sunday, but that this idea of truth uh, of church and of following Jesus is just something that we embody as a community over our daily life. That we that out of being transformed, then we become um, agents of transformation because of Jesus. And I just you know I have a social work background. I just my favorite thing about the gospel is just the stories of restoration. That no matter how bad. How dark, how yucky, how evil something gets that the power of Jesus can can never be put out and and can always change that into something new, and I just imagine a place of a church that that just lived that as truth, and that brought that truth to to all the difficult spaces, family life, society barriers, uh, and, and anything that that's holding people back, holding us back, that. That through the church the power of the gospel the power of jesus would come to those places and i mean i really think it's just it's just such a dream of mine to get to do that in in a real way and and to work out um what it means to live those things out together and I know just for um, for us and our relationship and and our relationship with with the Davis family, man, it's just been coming together, not knowing each other very well, um, just being being brand new both in the area, um, a white family and a black family, just trying to figure out sharing power and leading a church and getting to know each other, and and those are the kinds of things that I think are just the the real authentic relationships that are the ground for God to do something new. That as we're honest about just stepping into places that, that maybe other people don't want to step into or, or um, considering, you know, moving towards areas that other people wouldn't move to, that, that we would do that with boldness because Jesus and his restoration power is at the center of every story. And that that would flow from leadership. It would flow from our volunteer teams. It would flow from anybody who comes in this door. Um, but that it would be stepping into the things that are hard and difficult because we know that the gospel brings change and I know that's just what I've gotten to experience in my own life um, with you and, and I hope that so many so many more of us get to experience that in our own way in our own story.
1: That's good that's good. I think for me I'm the, I'm the youngest of, of four boys. I've had I grew up with three older brothers. And so in in that, I wasn't seen, uh, I was just little Leonard, um, but I wasn't I was a hundred percent. Little Leonard. Oh, little Leonard, I, although I wasn't so little, I've never been little. Um, <laughs> 10 pounds living ounces out the womb. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so fighting to be seen uh, a, a lot of my life growing up and then the reality is, and then in a lot of spaces as I begin to like, you know, have a career in, in being in different spaces, then feeling like I, I'm not seen in those places either. Um, and I think that a lot of times when people are in spaces, I think a lot of us would say that, man, we're not really truly seen. I mean, we may be there, we may be present, but people aren't seeing us for our story. They're not seeing us for who we are. Um, and so, anyway, so when I think of my community, I think about, man, just a space where people are truly seen and valued where um, where people sense that like there's an effort to get to know who they are and to celebrate who they are. And I just know when I sense that, the, the love that I feel um, and the gratefulness that I feel having, having that experience. And so I want this church and, and any community that I'm a part of for, for that to be something that people experience, that they really feel seen and valued in the space. Mm, I love that.
0: one of the things we talk about um, about what we hope for this campus like among ourselves is um, where people really are released in their mission. Uh, Carter uses this phrase and we've started to pick up on it it really is about living a cruciformed life right where we really begin to follow Jesus and I wonder like when you look back over this last year, do you have any stories like any anything that comes to mind when you've seen somebody stepping into their god-given calling, like where they're really trying to follow Jesus? Um, I don't mean to put you on the spot with it, but is there like something where you're like, "Hey, this story, this moment, this time um, I've held on to
2: I think for me, just something that was just really valuable and important to me was the opportunity that A a large group of of us from the campus had to participate with um, this organization called One Collective. And it was just this opportunity for us as a campus, a lot of new people in a new city taking a step back and being able to, before we do anything, um, be able to learn from and understand the context and just normalize how we all come to each other from a place of need. And I think that was just really important to me as a campus that we weren't just like a pop-up that popped up on Sunday and popped back down, but that we really did the work of listening and learning from the community that we are in as opposed to just bringing whatever we thought the community needed first. And and I just, I saw such energy around that, honestly. I saw a a group of like 40 people coming out to learn about the history of Elgin, to understand this community, to hear from our neighbors, our actual neighbors right here in our neighborhood, man, what they see for their city, what what their dreams are, where where we can come alongside to help, um, how we can combine those things together. And that just makes me so excited because I think that just sucks such an example of being the church and in a way that the church hasn't always gotten it right um, and just to see a, a posture from so many of you to want to listen to want to learn to want to step in into a new context and to and to be challenged but to and to be in a place of maybe not having it all together to be vulnerable to come
1: alongside the vulnerable
2: I think was so beautiful and something I just really hold in hold on to as a marker for our first year yeah, yeah.
1: I Let think it. I think about um, I think about Karen Bell, um, Karen Bell being someone that uh, she serves at our church. Oh yeah, Karen, um, man, so she's, she's probably not even here. She's probably serving somewhere. She's probably, she's probably somewhere doing doing something. But uh, but no, I think about her and the, and the journey she's been on. Uh, she's overcome. Um, a lot and some significant challenges and, and she would give all credit and glory and honor to the, to the, to the Lord for helping her come through those things. And, and, um, and I would say she's someone that, that maybe would identify herself as, as being an outsider in, in certain times and spaces. In her life, and and if she if she saw Four City Church, she probably would have never saw herself being a part of this community. Um, but man, what 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 she would say now is she she calls this place her family, with her family, and um, and I just see her. You know, she has an affinity for being behind the scenes, but but you know, walking with her, the Lord is drawing her out from from the background to the forefront, and to use her voice. And she's just discovering the value of her voice and her testimony and her. Particular and have kingdom impact on people's lives. And so just being a part of seeing that transition kind of begin to take place is is something that's really beautiful. I mean, and someone else I just want to recognize in general, um, Kim Aberson um, has been doing sound and using her gift in the back behind the board every single Sunday from day one. She was in one of those pictures. So man, the way she uses her gift and is very generous with her gift. There's a lot of pressure each and every Sunday um, so she uses her gift in our church in amazing ways she's probably only missed a handful of times this entire time and so Kim's just done such a great job. And so I just want to call out Kim and everything that she's done for our church and using her gift so so yeah
0: So in the spirit of Elisha, as we close, if you could put on your prophetic hat and you could speak to this congregation that you lead and you could help them see what you see for us in this next year, what, um, what would you say to them?
2: Well, I know that it is easier to be able to um, see what's not working than be able to figure out how to um, do it a better way together. And I know coming from my own context, it was like, well, I know this isn't working, but man, what does it mean to move forward in a different way? And I think that's the hard part and that's the messy part and that's the vulnerable part. And that's the part that there's just really no other way to do it besides um, trusting and ultimately God and the story that he's writing. And so I think for me, it's just, you know i believe that we are on a journey and that we are just beginning i believe this room represents so many people so many stories i've sat with so many of you heard your stories i think it's a unique place and time of of people who um are coming back to give the church a second chance i've heard so many of your stories and held them and made space just for for the hurt and the pain but also for the hope also for, for, the, for new life, also for there being more to the story. And I think if we're gonna all do this a different way, it's gonna take all of us, it's gonna take all of us together, it's gonna take a lot of humility, it's gonna take a lot of vulnerability, it's gonna take a lot of authenticity. But man, when I look at our team, I look at the people around us, I see something beautiful, I see something messy, but something beautiful. And I know that just like I spoke about earlier, that only Jesus, only the restoration and the power of Jesus comes to bring healing and freedom. And I believe he wants to bring healing and freedom to us and to this city. And and I think we're here for it together. And and I'm committed, I'm committed to just being as authentic and honest and loving and pursuing that goodness, that Tove, pursuing the people on the margins. That's what I'm about and pursuing my own healing and freedom so that we can pursue healing and freedom together so that we can see healing and freedom happen in our city. And I believe that's who Jesus is and what he does.
1: So we work hard to, to make Sunday happen each week. Um, it's, it's, it it takes a lot. We put a lot of work and effort into this and creating this space. Yeah. Um, a lot of intentionality. and, And I would say that, you know, for many churches, across America like that that's that's what they do and and that's happening a lot of places but man what what I see as I see um, what we do on a Sunday morning um, being uh, one of the not I believe that that Sunday morning and what we do won't be the most important thing that we do that that the most important thing will happen in your lives and as people experience you that we'll, that we'll come together and celebrate, but that it'll actually be everyone here and how you all are being the incarnation of Jesus that people are most excited about. When they encounter you, when they come into your homes, um, when they mention Four City Church, it won't be anything to do with what we're doing a Sunday morning. It'll be about the people that they encounter. And that'll be our testimony and our witness in Elgin. And, and that's what I see for our church moving forward.
0: May it be so, may it be so. We asked Steve Carter um, to come in and uh, say a few words as we celebrate this one year anniversary. So, Steve.
3: Happy birthday, Elgin. It's been an honor to see all that God has done from those first meetings at Imago uh, to the barn, to see that summer celebration, uh, to see many of you who stepped up, started to serve. As we've gone from one service to two services, we have a long way to go, but I love what we're able to do, helping people learn more and more what it means to embody a cruciform life and practice Seventh Floor, be the kind of people who put Jesus at the center, To be the kind of people who showcase radical hospitality and grace and acceptance and live with a life of beautiful diversity. One of my favorite, favorite parts of Elgin, to see how you all are starting to connect with one another. Uh, to see the community to see the connection and i'm excited over the next number of years and decades to watch how th- what just started in a barn what's happening at 270 east chicago street continues to spill over into the heart of elgin and beyond it's just an honor to play a little part and i'm excited to be on this journey much love, everyone. Grace and peace, and happy first birthday. Many more years.
1: Hey! hey Amen. God be the glory. Anniversary. It's been so, it's so good to hear from Steve and to hear his heart. Um, but yeah, it's just so good to hear from him and to hear what he feels about our church moving forward. Uh, but yeah, it's been such a good day.
2: Man, I love birthdays, anniversaries. I'm all about like marking the moment. As growing up as a kid, on your birthday you got to eat breakfast on the you are special plate, and it was red. Yeah. And it was like you got to. It was like a big deal who got yeah. the plate. Yeah. So we just know we can't leave this morning in celebration without marking this moment, yeah. having a little fun. It's our bir- it's our one year anniversary. We have our an anniversary surprise yes. for you.
1: We want to celebrate with you as well. Where, our, here it is. Hey, so we down. can not do it without giving you a little bit of a little bit of anniversary cake. Come on um, so as you guys, as you leave, go ahead and grab some cake. We love you guys. We've been excited about this year, but excited for the future. Grace and peace, we'll see you guys this week. Go grab a cupcake as you leave. We love you, see church. you next week.